This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the game-playing, roller-skating, marathon-training, Janet Garcia. Hello. Hello, Janet. How are you? I'm good. Am I training again for a marathon? Because I, I don't. Yeah, I just, are, you know I, what I mean? You're always kind of training, right? You're ready to go. You're, you know, you're always ready. Ish. I thought it was it was it was marathon running. I feel like I have to vote it. Well, it's no the whole, remember happens? the whole problem is I just don't do that intro on PS I Love You anymore, and so I don't mm. we don't do intros anymore on that show. So I haven't dusted it off in a long time. So I got there and I just went to you know the old fallbacks. If you want, we can restart the show. No, I think that's okay. Bear, go ahead and run the <laughs> intro. Go ahead and run the intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Not much. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm excited to to chat. I also didn't realize when I said yes that it would just be like a 1v1. Well, originally, Tim was going to host and then let us talk because, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is our Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals review. Uh, Tim was going to drive since you and I have both played it and have not Mm -hmm. talked to each other about it, but he got pulled away on business matters and having to do a couple cool projects. So, yeah, I figured once again, you and I love hanging out. We love talking games. This would be pretty easy. We can jump in and get part of it and see what's up. And, like, I'm very excited because I have not talked to anyone about this game. No one else, I kind of funny, I, I think has played through it at all during the review mm-hmm. period. You have. I beat it before you. So we were talking. Yeah. Literally, I was like, do you know if this happens? And you're like, I don't know. That's, I'm not even there. I'm like, all right, forget it, forget it. So like, we've said sure. nothing. I'm very interested to get to it. So I might as well run you through the rigmarole, ladies and gentlemen, that this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week we come together to talk about the things we love and sometimes don't love in the world of video games. Usually it's reviews, often it's previews, but it's always fun. If you like that, of course, you can get the show over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast ad-free. Of course you can get a bevy of other benefits. There are hundreds of exclusive episodes of content like Kind of Feudy and Gregway only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. You can get exclusive merch. You can get your name read on the show. You, of course, can just go over there and get a new episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday ad-free. You can get all the podcasts when embargoes allow, uh, 24 hours early-ish when we record on the day before they post anywhere else. And, of course, you could just go there and say, hey, I love independent content creation. I want to support the 11 of you knuckleheads as you make cool content only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. If you can't and you don't have the financial means, no big deal. Each and every Gamescast is posted for free on youtube.com slash kindoffunny and or kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Of course, you'd get the ads. You want to get the cool benefits, the exclusive shows, uh, the feeling that, hey, I supported them. But I understand. It's okay, and that's good. Of course, for free, you could also use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or Fortnite, Rocket League, what have you, on your PS5, Xbox, or Switch. Some housekeeping for you. I put this in here. 
because it just doesn't get talked about enough on this show, the Gamescast sure. show. We have a show each and every day called Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you like us talking about games, you would love Kind of Funny Games Daily, where, of course, we talk about the nerdy news you need to know about each and every day. Then we save the reviews for over here on Gamescast. It's a good stuff. If you just want PlayStation content, Janet and I host PSI Love You XOXO. We got, like, it's... It's like Janet's nephew, this kid named Blessing. He's on there too, sadly. But it's me and Janet doing professional stuff over there, having a great time talking PlayStation. Mike talks about the X-Cast. There's always something happening on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. Uh, today, I want to thank our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining, and of course, our sponsor, Bird Dogs. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's talk about topic of the show. Your topic of the show today, stealing from PSL of you, XOXO, is, of course, <laughs> Oxen Free 2. Uh, lost signals. It is upon us. The launch date is July 12th. If the embargo and scheduled recordings worked out, it is July 12th while you watch this. Of course, this is coming from Night School Studios. It's coming to PC, Mac, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, Android, iOS, via Netflix. And, of course, this is the sequel to 2016, January 2016's Oxen Free, which sits at an 80 on Metacritic, which which I thought was pretty low for how beloved Oxenfree is. Janet, I'm excited to talk to you about what you think of Oxenfree 2. You are going to be the lead reviewer on Oxenfree 2, and it's strictly because of your history with Oxenfree 1. Can you give everybody the summary of what Oxenfree 1 meant to you? Yeah, Oxenfree 1 was, it, well, obviously both of them are story-driven games, narrative-based games, and it was just a really effective, meaningful story in that it was very much a look at a sibling relationship. And I played that with my brother. So that like hit me right in the feels like watching um, sort of the reflection of a relationship that had passed. So like what, what happens early on in Oxford Free One is, you know, you realize that Alex's brother had passed away in a, in a tragic accident. But through the supernatural, you're able to almost in a sense relive some of those moments, maybe even have an impact on time itself and how things shake out. So it's a lot of the, the spooky, the supernatural, but also the drama of the interpersonal relationship between this group of teenagers was really what Oxenfree was. And I just thought it was such a moving emotional story where I was so torn by so many of those decisions. And I think it did that brilliant thing that choice-driven games struggle with where people get so caught up on the how does it affect the end and things like that or does do my choices matter but beyond that what's really important is making you care about the choice to begin with feeling like this is something that i actually care about what happens because there's not like a clear answer and i'm torn between the two and i think oxen free one did that really beautifully in a lot of highly emotional spots so that's what oxen free one meant oxen free one meant to me and again to be clear, we won't be spoiling anything for sure. Oxenfree 2. I think for most part of our Oxenfree 1 conversations, we can get around major spoilers. Like you're talking yeah. about Alex's brother. That's stuff that's introduced. That's like yeah, so core narrative stuff. That's right away. Um, but it is worth pointing out, and you did in there, Oxenfree 1, a time loop, right? Like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with time. And you have to replay the game because we end the game, and it turns out it's looping. But then you can do the thing to try to get the true ending. Da -da 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 -da. You did all that with Oxenfree 1, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it's fair to say you loved Oxenfree 1. I loved Oxenfree. What do you think of Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals? I think Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals is great. I'm jumping right into the score. I'm giving this a 4 out of 5. Great game. I'm not going to lie. I, I considered the 5 out of 5. I did for a second. I backed away because there are some issues I do have with the overall, I think, um, 
how they go about introducing certain elements of the narrative, but ultimately, this is a fantastic video game. Um, I loved it. I think they jumped into the supernatural a lot quicker, which sort of helped with the pacing a little bit, in a sense, because you got into the drama a bit faster. It still has that classic night school dialogue system of allowing you to choose an option or say nothing. There's a lot of freedom in the exploration, both in terms of where you're going within the island and also in terms of how you're interacting with the gadgets that you have. So the main mechanical shtick is that you have um, a radio and also a walkie-talkie. So you can call different people at different times. You can listen to different stations. There's some wild stuff going on on this radio station. And um, I was just really enthralled by the ability to explore in the area and also the ways that they sort of this is kind of like a pro and a con to me. I loved how they didn't really come right out and give you much information. A lot of the game was kind of confusing for the first few hours. And then it starts to all click and you kind of, they peel back the curtain a bit. I think aspects of how they go about that maybe could have been done a little bit better. It feels like at one point it's like, and now it all comes together. And I was like, uh, what's going on with this over there? I got, I got a couple issues here and there with that aspect of it. Um, and that's sort of what's holding me back from that higher next level score. But ultimately like, there were moments in this game where even though it's not really the, the choice are not really times, but I had to I had to pause and put the controller down. I had to stop myself from messaging Greg because I didn't want to like talk about it before content. But I was really moved by a lot. And I was out there like sitting down being like, I wish they let you save scum this game because I would love to make a couple files and then just be like, and then what if I chose this? And because just because it's so enticing to see where things would lead. Um, and the last thing I want to say before we dig into, you know, all the details, which we're going to get into today is I love um, how Night School is so great at creating more nuance between the dialogue options. I think it is a little bit clear that, like, this one's kind of a meaner answer, and this is, like, kind of nicer, this one is whatever. But they really avoid the more obvious tropes of, like, do I want to be, like, just a jerk or, or nice or neutral? Like, the, the, they don't fall into tropes as easily with their writing, or the tropes aren't as clear, which helps everything feel a lot more conversational. Like a lot of times it's like, these are all the same response, but they just have different flavors. And I think the way that they bring you into the flavor of the world, of the language, of the characters, allows for a level of co-authorship that avoids too deep of an obsession over, but did it matter that I said... I wanted to put the tower here for sure, or yup. But you know, like, did, did that really, you don't really care about that because you get so enthralled in how do I want to craft the the flavorings of who this character is? You're not changing who they are, but you're like kind of adding your own little style on it. It's like a, a higher level art version of if you do a paint and sip, you know? It's like some <laughs> thing is going to come out really good for sure. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Four out of five. Greg, where are you at with this game? So this has been one that I've been, I think, not interested in too much. Played at SGF, was like, okay. And then I was like excited to get the code. Uh, for me with Oxenfree 1, this, the Oxenfree, the original, was something everybody was like, this will be a Greg, this is a Greg-ass game, this is a Greg-ass game. Uh, I always talk about it, I, I had the misfortune of a bunch of my video game reviewing peers playing it before I did. And I remember being out at a bar with them and them being, we played it in December 2015 and them being like, if this, if this had come, if this was this year, if it was 2015, this would be one of my game of the years. So I was like, holy shit. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I went home and played it and I had, I had to play it on PC because of the review timing. Greg character aside, the real Greg, when it comes to PC gaming, of course it didn't run well for me. There was a bunch of problems. Mm -hmm. It got in the way of my experience of it. But I remember 
rolling credits on it and just didn't work for me like i didn't get grabbed by it the uh, the game i felt lost on the map a lot of times i i didn't mm -hmm. enjoy the speed at which characters moved and things like that a whole bunch of like nitpicky things that added up to me being like listen i just can't get over the hump to enjoy this experience sure and so i've been on the outside looking in of oxen free fandom forever because so many people who love narrative games like you and I do, Janet, love this game. And it's just been one of those, I'm like, oh, man, it sucks that it didn't click for me. It didn't work for me. So, again, getting to play it at SGF and be like, oh, man, it feels like I'm moving quicker. Oh, man, this is still the great writing that, you know, Night School's always had. I was like, I'm tentatively into this. And so to get the game, play through it, and then immediately start another one to play through it again and roll credits on that. Me playing games over and over again, even choice-based games, really isn't my jam. Like, I get bored pretty quickly. Uh I agree with you that this is a four out of five. I think this is a great game. Um, it's crazy that not only did I finish it and start it again to go see the differences, I'm then now aching to start it again, but I want to, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I can platinum this if I just wait. Cause there's gonna, there's like, I don't want to wander the map. There's like, there, yeah. there's like a trophy of like explore every inch of Kamina. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm missing <laughs> and I don't feel like spending my time going between the screens, but Characters move faster. Um, the dialogue is sharp as ever. I feel the new, you know, basic, uh, the, like climbing, right? You're using like ropes to get around and you're opening up the map. I feel the map's way clearer. I think it's more easy to navigate. I think it's straightforward to navigate. It is those little differences in the conversation or the story or the choices you make that are then adding in the flavor of what's going on. Um, I think they've done a great job here. This is a game I do fully recommend to people who like stuff like we do. You know, early on... Uh, I would say the game got me because it got to the point quicker. Uh, Oxenfree, yeah. the original, obviously starts as it's a bunch of teens on the beach. Then this thing happens. And then what is happening? Da, 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 before, like Oxenfree 2 is very much like this is you're in it and this is what's happening. And you're with a guy, Jacob, who, you know, Kamina Island can see Edwards Island, which is the location of the first game. He's aware of what's been going on over there, the rumors of it and the theories mm -hmm. and Maggie Adler and all that stuff. So he's got the exposition down. And so is rather than be into a, we have to wade into what I would call a horror movie. You could call it suspense, but rather than wade into it, like this is the sequel. You are into it. These, you know, the rules of the world, which originally when I was playing it, I, and I, you know, we won't spoil stuff, but what you said a little bit earlier, like, well, what's a, like when I was playing it, I was like, okay, so I'm doing the same thing again. And then there was a, a kick. There was a, a thing I didn't see coming that immediately I was like, Oh, that's so much cooler. And I feel I'm with you of, hey, all right, cool. You jump into this game and a lot of stuff's thrown at you and there is a lot of stuff they don't explain right away. So you're doing the thing, blah, blah, blah. I have been fascinated by, you, you know, one of the big things for Oxenfree, the original, was New Game Plus going through, trying to get the true ending and all that jazz. Oxenfree 2 doesn't have that. Like you finish Oxenfree yeah. 2 and then if you want to start the game, you restart the game. So playing a second playthrough of it, I am like, oh my God, like, they didn't do the time loop thing in the classic time loop sense of what, like, you know, oh, you restart the game, or like, but restarting the game, and now I know these characters because of what I'm about to, like, it's so fascinating, and it feels so good because you can clearly see the game was designed around the tenets of the original Oxenfree, but in a new way. And so playing through it again, I'm being, so, I, I felt so rewarded with my second playthrough, again, to the fact that I'm like, I gotta go see a third playthrough. Yeah, and I think, you know, even though I love Doxen Free and like it didn't click with you, I think we can both agree on like how it is laid out and it just affected us differently. Where you're like, ah, I couldn't really get into it because it took too long. And I'm like, oh, I didn't mind that, right? Like yeah. just different perceptions of the same thing. I think if Oxen Free 1's 
lead up is about the what, um, Oxenfree 2's lead up is about the why. Because you know right away that there's like weird radio frequency, otherworldly stuff going on. Like that's pieced out to you almost immediately, you know, within like 30 minutes. You and I, of course, are, we know it and our audience who comes in usually knows everything about the games we're talking about. But let me give you two paragraphs officially from uh, this about what Oxenfree 2 is. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals is the mind-bending follow-up to the supernatural thriller game Oxenfree, which came out in 2016. The first game focused on a group of friends, led by the main protagonist, Alex, who unwittingly opened a ghostly rift during an overnight party on an old military island. As Alex, players determine every aspect of the sto- her story while exploring Edwards Island, uncovering the base's dark past, and changing the course of their friends' lives. In Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals, we follow the story of Riley Poverly, an environmental researcher who returns to her hometown, Kamina, to investigate unnaturally occurring radio frequency signals causing disturbances in electronic equipment. She soon discovers a long history of ghostly happenings on the nearby Edwards Island and becomes entangled in a frightening supernatural mystery. Following our signature naturalistic dialogue system, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals takes players on a new journey where they'll shape the experience in unexpected ways. And again, so much of that comes down to, you know, you're you're Riley, you're working with Jacob throughout the game, Jacob says something, and you have one of three reactions, right, to go with, to pop up and hit the button and then make that dialogue choice that influences your relationship or unlocks different conversation trees because it's different things. And I feel like when we play these kind of games where it is choose your own adventure, yada, 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 to your point of, well, how much does it really change something? You can do those games and play through those things and feel like you, even if I didn't, you get A, B, or C to choose from, but you know that all three of them are going to lead to pretty much the same place. On the second playthrough, I was not shocked, but delighted of how many things like didn't happen for my Riley in that playthrough. Like I had information from before, but because I didn't go and investigate that thing, I didn't look under that sheet. I didn't investigate the second level of the house. I didn't have that dialogue option. Right. And it wasn't even that I could lie about it and pull from information I knew before my character only had one option of dialogue because I only investigated one thing. Yeah. And I think they, they meld together. Oh, also too, I want to like touch on um, something you brought up, which which is it not running well on PC. I've only played it on PS5, so I can't speak to any other versions. It, I was talking about Oxenfree One not running yeah, well. Ox- okay. Yeah, sorry, Oxenfree One. Yeah, that is good to clarify. Oxenfree One. That's also an issue I had with not Oxenfree One because I played it so late after it came out. But when I played their second game at well, maybe not second. Yeah, after I don't know party. the whole history. Yeah, after party. But I'm like, have they done anything else in the Oxenfree after party? I'm like, I don't think so, but didn't want to misspeak um i played after party like right around when it launched and that thing chugged that thing was chugging uh this ran really great Uh, obviously you know we it's possible we just had the smoothest playthrough we could have had or you know you can speak to anything that did come up for you if it did other than it having a little bit of a load screen in between like general areas i didn't have any performance issues which i was really excited about just because i feel like no offense to night school but i think that's something they sort of have struggled with with the past and i feel like a lot of people i have talked to who didn't get into Oxenfree were like, it just didn't run well for me, like, or whatever. So I think that's been a hurdle for the studio. And I'm happy to see that, you know, they've now seemingly gotten past that. I don't know how much of that is like Netflix doing good stuff with them now being owned by Netflix or what it is. I I don't know what the reason is, but I'm excited that we're here because um, they've always made fantastic games. And I think um, 
performance marring a great experience is like one of the worst things that you can have because it's like oh man it's like not even the game itself it's just like how it's running um so happy just to hear that it's like going good and that everything was smooth um, yeah I, I to jump in there for i'm playing on ps5 just like you did uh my there were times where i was like it seems like it might be framey right now as i run across mm -hmm. the environment but it wasn't like it was when i played oxen free one pre-release yeah. wait you know i mean like you know negative one version uh but it was the fact of like where i joked around about the trophy explore all of kamina like what I, I, the reason I won't do that one free is the fact that I do hate those load screens in between the map sections. Like, and I, I made a reference to this recently on, I think it was last week's Gamescast, but maybe it was another show where Tim had asked me, read a, we read a question of like, do you feel like next gen has lived up to its promise? And I was like, not yet. And Tim was not shocked by it, but it was like, oh, I didn't, and I'm like, I'm playing a game right now where there's still load screens and I'm like, why is this load screen this long? And I understand multi-platinum, a million other things going on and yada, yada, yada. But it is that thing of like, I don't want to waste a night loading between sections of the map to look around for the, I think I'm missing two letters for the collectibles and then figure out what this trophy is like. I don't know. If it was fast and I could warp, if I could use save states, which you can't hear, there'd be a yeah. bunch of different ways I would go and do it. But like, how it is i'm like i'm good i'll wait till there's a trophy guide from power picks or ps5 trophies i do wish especially after you rolled credits which granted you know full transparency i rolled credits and i was like good night because <laughs> i had been working on this for a bit you know yeah. i've been doing a whole a whole million things on my personal life just getting my apartment yeah, set up moving. and all that so yeah so i'm like still settling in i know i've been using that excuse for a while but i'm gonna milk it for like one to two weeks and then after that i'll, I'll be done um after i put those sound panels up but so i ended i'm like okay cool i'm out um i do wish though that they lent that they let you play with that a little bit more, whether it's after you beat the game or like even during your playthrough, just because I was so enticed to see certain things differently. And like, I just wish it was a little easier to explore those aspects. Like, you know, they do give you the classic when you are done, they show you a couple of the so-and-so this many people did this thing and that that's fun and fair. But if I can um, pop in there too, like, yeah, I really liked how they did that. Cause that it was so that well changes presented. on what you did in the game and the choice you make. So like my end screen for how I got my stats, while very similar, kind of that what I used to talk about with the the Walking Dead coloring book, where it's like you make all these different choices and we're all shading the same picture, but we get the same picture in the end, even if it's your own shades. It's the same thing here, where there's diff there's stark differences with the same information that I was like for a second play. They're like, oh, that's cool. Which again, I was like. But what if I did the third thing and got the thing there? And it's like, there's part of that that's great and rad. And again, it'll be fun to play all the way through and get there. And again, game's quick. You know, I mean, depending on how much you explore and what you do, mm -hmm. uh, what my uh, two playthroughs, my overall clock on the front of the PlayStation is something like 11 hours. I would say yeah. that second playthrough where I was streamlining it, it was probably four and a half, four, like where I wasn't really, I knew what I was doing and then. There was a few new conversations I found, which led to actually new people that I totally missed my first time in the game. Like that's that so was, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like the the official like PR answer is it's an eight to ten hour game. My I think it's more like a six to eight because my my clock was at six when I was done too. Which granted I didn't explore everything, but I I did a lot. And then at a certain point they kind of started opening more doors of like there's this whole other thing with this guy, and I'm like. I don't think I'm getting around to that. You know what I mean? Like and, I started and, doing it. It was along my way. And then I'm like, I'm not going out of my way for there, this random there's a dude. Few, they introduce characters in there, mainly on the radio that you're talking to. And yeah, a couple of them get introduced super late in the game where I was just like, yeah. bro, like I'm, I'm on my way to solving what's going on. I don't have time for you. 
I know. I think, you know, and this is such a tough game to talk about, which I'm also down to do a spoiler cast at, sure. at any point within. I'm attached to any show if you ever want to, because I think there's a lot there. But one thing I really enjoyed about this, and it's not necessarily completely novel to Oxenfree 2 in the sense that, you know, it builds on one, right? But I loved the, again, your two main mechanics are, besides the dialogue, are you got, you got the walkie-talkie to talk to people and the radio to tune in, which is also kind of like a form of... Well, you can get information right through the radio and i liked for the walkie-talkie where you have these channels and it has the people's name above it so the first person you meet and then like the second or whatever there's also like question marks above a lot of them and i didn't unlock all of them but what was kind of cool is it almost was like this like a metroidvania approach to storytelling that like they sort of do with this game that i think is really enticing um i think they do a really good job at like evoking or like drawing out a player's natural curiosity even someone like me where it's like i love video games obviously like i'm fucking here right but it's like (laughs) i'm I'm much i'm very much a main path person like i will only deviate it's got to be shiny enough i'm not just doing it to do it i I have to kind of genuinely be drawn to it and even with this like kind of talking about stuff that's very very early in the game i tune in like i'm tuning through the radio i'm going through all the stations i land on um this like high schoolers like little news show and they're like oh like that's the advice line you can call in like you know listen in and see when we're accepting callers and i spent the first like hour to two hours of the game obsessed with like when is it time to call in and i was like i'm in obviously the game is partially you know they think through all this stuff right obviously the, the designers want you to like be drawn to it and i'm sure they set up things in the back end to make that more doable than it could be but it felt so like oh yeah i got it when she's like we're taking callers and i was like hello hello is this like so and so and i was i was so into it and i i loved the ways that you could just kind of gain lore through that or you know ignore it if you don't want to and i think one thing that i can like compliment of this game or why i think it's so um special is the ways that's done so naturally and so like whatever you want to do you know if you want to just walk in silence like jacob will talk at some point and you know you'll you'll get that but if you're like it this game fills dead time so beautifully because they give you so many options to mess around with if whether it's exploring whether it's tuning into a different frequency i would just run it and play like a creepy sounding station and i'm like is this the game from the first is this the music from the first game and i was having the time of my life but um, what about you? How did you feel about how they utilize those things? And what did you kind of spend your time getting into on the island? Well, it's funny because, like, I agree with you. It's so well done. I, there's so much stuff like that. And what I found in that second playthrough was having to – not having to. Since I was playing at a different speed, it was about, like, I'm engaging with those new conversations, these new characters on the walkie-talkie. And it was like, oh, okay, like, I should stop trying to advance screens or whatever. Like, I'm bumping into – Jacob telling me something to cue the next actual story beat or whatever. Like, and the game does that beautifully where if you get interrupted, you can call back the person and be like, I'm sorry, I got interrupted or whatever. And I don't remember this from the first one. You'd have to tell me. You can now like be talking to someone, get to like where you're going to go to the next screen of the map. So you go through the loading and then you can go through. And when you come back in the new one, the conversation will continue naturally. Like, I don't remember that from Oxen Free, but I don't remember... Uh, what, I think it did that, but did it's, also it? okay. been a, it's been a little while since I've played it, and I think they do it a little bit smoother, even if they did do it in both games, just because I love when the dialogue also dips across the loading screen, because it gives me something to do while I'm just sitting there waiting for it to load. I'm yeah. like, oh, I wish, I my only wish is that they could extend that the whole way through, but yep, I'm sure there's technological reasons on why they can't do that, but yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was great, and then yeah, like, for me, that first playthrough was 
doing everything I could find. It wasn't wandering off. It wasn't going, you know, super off the beaten path and chasing whatever. It was more about like, okay, cool. I, you know, I get the call from this guy. Is it a wrong number? Talk to him. What's he need? Okay. Start moving on that. And I was always surprised and delighted to find the little things they left around. You know I mean? Both the letters, which are the collectibles, which again, for somebody who likes collectibles in a game, I think they do such a great job of, you know, Oxenfree is a pretty basic game. If you haven't seen it, right. If you're not watching this and you haven't seen the gameplay of it, right. It's you're looking at it. I think beautiful environment with this beautiful art right it's all very much like it feels handcrafted and but it's 2d right you're moving this character these characters yeah you're moving your character i guess you know uh oh uh, riley or across the screen you're climbing up things like they're 3d models or whatever but like it feels like i'm playing in a scrapbook a lot of times and i think or even a kid's book right the way the lush green the way they use the forest the way they do all their stuff with it it's gorgeous and so I was wandering around as them playing them, being lost in that world and enjoying what I would run into and what I would find. And the collectibles, to my point, rather than make them really hard to find, which they're not, and rather than make them really obvious to find, which they're not, they just use this little like two pixels of light. That glows. The uncharted glitter. It, that yeah, but it so does well. it so much better but than uncharted. But easier to see. Easier to see. But it's that well, thing where space, you, you know? can miss them. In, like you're looking at these like beautiful wide paintings for all intents and purposes and it will pulse and then it'll go dark and there are plenty of times i'd be running riley to whatever and then i wait did i stop and i stop and wait for it again and then chase up there and get it and again like you're just looking at a really beautiful storybook and it's it's there like it's not like it's something you have to hide or move or do whatever it's there but it was like the way it pulsed was like it was you could miss it but it wasn't mm-hmm. like blinking you miss it and it wasn't like i appreciated how they did it because it felt rewarding to go get it while also feeling entertaining to go chase them that way. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it was, you know, wandering around, mainly being pushed to the next objective. Again, my concern, especially at the start of the game, was like, shit, this map feels really similar. Is it going to be annoying? I was annoyed with the first game, and I feel like they got around that really nicely this time around with both the arrows showing you where you can go and what you can do, you know, stuff Jacob would say, the ability to add basically shortcuts when you're done with a section with your climbing rope and things like that. Like, I found it easy to run through. And again... I think there's a lot, it's, you talked about main path. It's a game that starts you off and it's like, here are the three objectives and you can, you know what they are and they're clear and you go do them and it's a pretty quick game. And then, you know, there's one thing and you're done. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I liked that this was straightforward, but it is about the adventure you have on the way to that objective. Yeah. I think too, one thing I really enjoyed about this, which again is kind of what the franchise is known for at this point, or I guess maybe what Night School is known for, is the way they also hide and surprise you with fail states. So um, this game does, you know, unsurprisingly, like narrative games don't really have fail states, but Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals does have a few spots where it's like very, very, very mild, very mild puzzle solving. It'll be just like, oh, sure. oh tuning, you know, using the radio in the right way to interact with like the paranormal or like, that's basically it you know that's what all the puzzles kind of come down to but because they also have sort of that a similar supernatural like weird stuff going on and time loops and weird visions and things it's really cool because i never knew like what was coming up next it's like do they need me to do something specific or is this just going to be how it is like are they making it so that I, i i can't fail at this or is it not and it and that kind of kind of constantly kept me on my toes a little bit when it came down to certain objectives that i had to do where it's like oh 
take this item from somebody and I'm thinking, is that automatic? Do I have to? Like, can I mess it up? And then I felt the tension of, well, I, I do want to like do this well because I'm invested in the story. And I think the way they go about um, fail states and flexibility and, and flavoring really helps create an additional level of immersion that I don't always feel in a video game. You know, there's always that moment where you're playing a game and you kind of like, especially when you've gamed as much as we have, where you like sort of see the the people, the, the arms of the puppeteer in the back. And yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, I know what's going to happen here. And I think Oxenfree, despite all my years of gaming, which is like, geez, I have 25 years or something at this point. Like it still manages to surprise me. And I think that's very cool. Yeah. Again, I think that's, again, we don't want to get into spoilers. Something the game does well. Like, I think that, turning point for me where I thought I knew what I was the game the story was and it wasn't I was like oh that's dope and even like again as they deal with time and relationships and yada 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 families like I feel like they take the challenge of how do you follow up a game that has such a beloved story about it you know a sister grieving her brother to drop you into this family dynamic right of being Riley right you're coming back to your hometown uh, what was your relationship with your mom and dad? You know, what does your future look like? What do you want? Like, they do so much. And then to have it offset with the other characters there who are also dealing with their own shit, like, it feels fresh. And I was thought, you know, you look at the game and even playing the opening of it uh, at the preview event, it was like, okay, cool. But is it just oxen free again? Is it just, I'm turning the radio and I'm doing the thing and I'm, you know, I'm opening up triangles in the sky? Like, that's fine. But what am I doing that's different than what Alex did? And so I think it's really fascinating that they did do something that was in interesting and it is about choice and it is about family and it is about all these things that I was like, damn, they nailed this where I feel like this is a different thing. It's clearly capitalizing on what worked for Oxenfree, but it's do delivering something that is fresh and is unique. Yeah, I think what they do so well, and this is kind of a, a weird combo point counterpoint for me, because one thing that I liked less about this game than Oxenfree 1 is I felt like the interpersonal drama was not as juicy. Sure. Like in the first game, it's like you're this cast of, well, you're one character, Alex, but you're in this cast of friends in high school and like most Frenemies. of them are friends. It's more like a, it's like, yeah, it's a friend group. And like a lot of friend groups, and especially when you're younger, it's like, oh, well, I'm friends with this person, but like this person, I kind of know through this other person. And there's like all this kind of petty drama. One thing I missed from this game was a little bit more interpersonal drama you know and i'm sure you can play it a little differently where maybe riley and jacob have like i don't know more bickering or something but like they're adults like and it's written as if they are adults now the cool thing about that is i think they do that really well like instead of relying on like oxen free one was so clearly like a story about kids with like kid problems and not say their problems weren't serious but they just approached them like it felt so authentically teenage and this feels authentically adult even when it's like in how it approaches trauma like there's um a flashback that again i'm not gonna actually spoil any specifics but like you know if we do spoiler castle i'll talk about all this stuff i have all these notes of where they it's like riley talking to somebody and they're kind of like you as the player you get exposed to like this family dynamic that she has and it's, it's said so casually. And as someone that, like, I feel like Oxenfree has looked at my life, and they're like, what if we, like, add, take the same trauma and throw lime into it? And so it's a little different than your life, but, like, not that different. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, like, are they reading my diary? Like, what's going on? Like, I find it's so affecting and so real the way they talk about certain issues that you might have with yourself or with family members. And but it's also done in a way that does feel so adult where like as someone that's now, you know, an adult myself, it's like, yeah, my feelings towards a lot of the same things 
are so different and like kind of have that layer of cold removal because you've kind of just grown to accept like hey this is how it is and like maybe my relationship with this person is just kind of shitty and like maybe i'm just kind of shitty and like i don't know man i'm trying it's like that's so real but but that's a little bit less entertaining than some of the drama that we had in the first game so that's kind of my push and pull with that i understand and i agree with you that i think the the drama was juicier and oxen free originally because of they're high schoolers. They've gone through this traumatic event. Who do you blame? What do you do? Da 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 da. But I appreciate the drama more here. And I think, and I, you mm. know, on reflection, I wonder if that is why Oxenfree the first time around didn't hit so hard for me. Is that it felt not in ter- a negative way, but more young adult, right? It was a yes. teen movie. Whereas this is the hey, I'm coming back to my hometown. I'm kind of you know starting over, and like I don't know what I want to do exactly with my life. I'm not in the best place. What, why are you like that? What do you build from? Where do you go from with that? And again, back to the two playthroughs, like I appreciated playing them remarkably different in like dealing with things and lying about things and not offering as much information the second time around that I did the first time. The first time was the very much Greg Miller playthrough, hard on my sleeve. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. And Jacob talking with you about that. And then other characters being, you know, pulled into that about it. Whereas the second one, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this like an asshole. Riley's mean here. You know what I mean? Mean to Jacob, no. not offering all the It broke my heart. It broke my heart. Uh, being mean to the other characters you run into and do all these different things. Like that for me is the nuance of it. But even then, right? Like the first playthrough, you pop up and there's the mean responses that are there, like you're saying. And again, you know, it's a few words that you understand what the implication will be or where it'll go, but there's a performance behind it. I picked them and I was like wincing when I picked them, expecting them to be really like, fuck off da, da, da. and they weren't they were they were cold and they weren't the welcoming let's start a friendship hey let's you know we're in this thing together but they weren't like burn the bridge honestly right. one of the problems i have all the time with mass effect when it was like are you gonna do the paragon or the renegade renegade choice and the renegade choice was always so outlandish i was like who would ever pick yeah. this unless you were like i'm doing it for the trophies i'm doing it to be a jerk like these are sure. a more metered Yo, I'm just closed off and I don't want this. Yeah, it's like how people are actually jerks yeah. and how people are actually nice. Because, like, you know, and, and that's what I think feels, has always felt so authentic about night school's writing. Like, it was, it's like, this is like, and this is real. You know, <laughs> and that's like, obviously not fiction, right? But it's like, oh, it's real to me because of how they, like, write it. Um, sort of shifting gears, I, I'm just kind of looking at my notes here and what oh, stuff please. isn't a spoiler, which a lot of, a lot of things are spoilers. Um but I, you know, this is like, I feel like we say this all the time, you know, on PS I Love You, talking about the hardware, playing on PS5, like, there was some nice DualSense integration, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I think they, like, did a good job with how they, like, kind of brought it in, so I just, I just kind of enjoyed that aspect Can you talk it. about what it was that didn't, without a spoiler? Because, like, I, for me, the only thing I was is, like, you know, honing in on what radio signal you need yeah, for certain yeah, things, it'll I, vibrate. I, I liked, like, that aspect of it. Sure, oh, it's, I like liked that it, yeah. cheesy, yeah, yeah, like, you know, the classic, like, oh, the... I forgot what they call it. You know, there's like Nintendo's HD Rumble, and we have like, what is it? It's haptic called, feedback, um, the dual sense haptic feedback, and the yeah, tr- trigger like I, resistances, I, I, and yeah, the, re- the adaptive trigger. You know, it's like it's small, but like I did really enjoy that, and it felt like th- I think a lot of aspects of you know things like the dual sense integration, things like the general sound design of this game are so wonderful. I mean, when I like you know I have the way I do my notes, like it's kind of peek behind the curtain when I'm playing a game for like review or for like, you know, content or like questions or whatever, I just start writing out like shit that I think about, like just like random shit. And then I'll just like throw some quotes in there and then I'm done. And then I make it into a review if I have to for written or whatever. But the first thing I wrote was like, 
scary as fuck opening just because it has like that boom you know like wild radio sounds booms and literally i turned the game on this is not a joke i turned the game on i was in my living room my cat was on the sofa i turned it on and my cat immediately was not fucking with this game peace she got up she ran away like she was horrified and not, you know it's not a super scary game but it's eerie and i think they like really do a great job creating a vibe with like this sort of you know you talk about the art style being kind of um you know child book like sort of paper dolls is what i think about when i look at it almost like a they create like in the visuals in themselves feel like a paper craft collage and yeah. i think their approach to sound design has partially because of how they like do do their supernatural take is so collaged and it really forms like this tapestry of surreal horror that i just think is just very beautifully done like from mashing together words to create sentences from like the beyond to just the way they create screeches and splashes and like the pull and the push of like the beams and things like i just think they do a great job with that and there's a lot of you know red eyes and shadowy realm mm -hmm. and like even there where it's like kind of reliving a moment over and over again where you're like ah like what's going on like yeah they do a great job of making it creepy making it scary on that sense not jump out and scare you necessarily but like more like what is going on this is making me unsettled yeah i think um what I really liked about this game is how like intuitive yet eerie it was. And I think, you know, going back to the, which I keep talking about it cause it's really just the core of the game outside of like the drama of what actually happens. Yeah. Um, but just their approach to like the writing and the dialogue system, which again, that's always been a night school thing and it's as good now as it ever has been. But to me, it really is like that improvisational jazz vibe where like in jazz, you have like your, you know, core and I'm going to butcher the, terminology because i don't remember and my brother knows it and i don't but it's like you have the core song and then you can improv within that and i feel like their dialogue very much is that where like you're making it your own but it's in, it's within this understood and established sound but they give you the tools to make that so easy so it's just like it just comes together so beautifully um yeah like i i really enjoyed without spoiling it, the payoff of some of the questions I did have. I didn't really get all my questions answered necessarily, but also I don't think you're supposed to. It's like, I think they do a good job planting the seed of like, what am I looking at here? Is this even real? Is this, are these people? Is this somebody else from a past life? Here's what I want you to do. Here's else, what I do. Here's what know? I do. Slack me right now one of the questions you didn't get answered. While I tell everybody about patreon.com slash kind of funny, over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you, of course... Can go there you normally can watch us record the games cast live without any ads of course you can always go over there and get uh the games cast without any ads as an mp3 as a video uh, of course you could get a bevy of bonus content exclusive shows programs like kind of Feudy, things we only put up over there because that's what we want we want to support the people who support us and you can get merch you can do that you get your name read you know it all but right now ladies and gentlemen the most important thing is that you can go there to get the show ad free since you're not over there right now, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I've been going down to the heat of Los Angeles with Gia a lot recently, and I've been loving the breeze thanks to my Bird Dogs. They got Oxford shorts, khaki shorts, 
bathing suits, and much, much more. My favorites are the Art Farts Knockers. And it's not just because of the name, it's because of the blue. But hey, the name doesn't hurt at all. Art Fart Knocker, come on. Go to birddogs.com slash kindoffunny or enter code kindoffunny for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash kindoffunny or use the promo code kindoffunny for a free Yeti-style tumbler. Birddogs.com slash kindoffunny. Promo code kindoffunny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, I'm reading this. Yeah. Like, just cause? Like, I don't know. I feel like you can kind of chalk up a lot of things to just supernatural oddities we don't understand. I think, too, like, you know, I'm kind of thinking of what comes to mind. But I, okay, I kind of see that. Um, I don't want to say it to you, listener, because even saying it, I think it would do it. But I think that that's my, that, that was... My interpretation is okay. that there can be the the one way that we you we all think of one thing, but there could be the <laughs> other way that it didn't. Oh, um, one thing that did again when I say bother, like I love the game, so it's like any criticisms I have are like fairly mild. But I kind of wish there was a little bit more skepticism with what was going on, and obviously, like when you zoom out of the whole story, you can justify narratively why it was that way but i kind of like everyone just was a little too on board you know what i mean it was like oh everyone's just kind of like yeah man like crazy shit's happening and like obviously you get initial skepticism some people being like oh is it what is this like squirrels out there and it's like oh no it's like crazy shit's happening they're like oh okay yeah sure like everyone was a little too agreeable and i kind of wish that there was a little bit more i think nuance in how the wider cast sort of reacted to everything happening i hear you I don't have that for the wider cast, right? Because I feel like you're saying, like, you know, you're there for a research thing. So when other people who have instruments or eyeballs to look outside and see that th- something's going, there's a fucking goddamn triangle in the sky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I appreciated that there wasn't like, you crazy, get out of here. It was more, I didn't, I, if I was a betting man, I think other reviews and other gamers will have a problem with Jacob being Mr. Exposition. Where it literally is like he basically played Oxenfree One. 
And so he's just there with answers for anything. Like, what? Did you hear about Edwards Island? This is like, oh, and then it's like, again, I'm like, I like this because it's, it, I think if you come into this expecting oxen free again and like that level of mystery building up to whatever, you'd be disappointed. So coming in and having it be like, yo, we're not doing that again. Here's what it is. This guy's going to explain it to you. And even if you as um, Riley want to be like, nah, that sounds crazy. Like you're going to believe it pretty quick and then you're off to the races. And again, my second time around, you can cut him off and you can choose not to engage with the conversations he's having and you don't get the whole well, here's what I heard happen at Edwards Island. Have you heard about the USS Canaloa? And da, 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 like, he won't go into that level of detail. Right. So I did as an oxen-free fan, but also wanted to make, see, needed a refresher, and then also wanted to see how much he knew. Like, I made my own bet on the choices I made and how I said it. So if you want to play it more realistic, of like, that can't, what are you talking about? What do you mean radio waves are doing this and opening portals? Yeah, I, I liked uh, his exposition. I mean, that it was just a little bit of a cheesy part of games, but it's like needed, right? It's like, it's like, you know, they're like, we want to make it so that anyone can play it. Um, I do, I and I wish one of, I almost wish one of us didn't play Oxen Free one, because I am curious, like, how do you think this could hit different for people that didn't play the first one? Like, do you think, I feel like the first one isn't required reading, because, like, you can totally play it without playing the first one. But at the same time, like, I really enjoyed my knowledge of the first one coming in for, like, so many things, down to, like, the mechanics, which, again, are very, pretty simple. It's just a radio. But it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know everything. I've seen all this before. I know this thing. I know who these other characters are from the before. And, that, like, it, it felt more fulfilling having played the first one in a way that I don't necessarily always feel with games. So I'm curious what your, like, opinion is on that, like, jumping into the second what and I, having the first. What I was telling Joey uh, was similar to me and had tried to play Oxen Free and it didn't work for her. She bounced, but she requested a code for this. And so when I was like, oh, yeah, you should, it's great. You should play it or whatever. She's like, cool. And I was like, I would go read the Wikipedia. Like, I think those two paragraphs of text on the Wikipedia, full spoilers, sure. are, set you up that you come in here. And even if you didn't play it, because I, I never did. I mean, this is cheating because I never did the true ending of Oxenfree 1 with the New Game Plus. But, like, I knew about it from back in the day. But I made sure, sure. I went and read about it here. And I was, because obviously it's a sequel, it's in the same world. I'm like, so how are they doing that? And what is this? Blah, blah. Like, mm -hmm. that was rewarding to me and needed. And I do think that, like, there's certain references that wouldn't hit as hard if it wasn't like, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, okay, I need to know that or I need to blah, blah, blah. But even looking off at Edwards Island in the distance, right? It's like, that's cool. Like, I like, I like worlds that are still referencing, like, this is what it was before, but you're doing your own thing. Yeah, I think just overall, like, there's so many wonderful highs of this. Like, I was playing moments of this game and was like, this is what Life is Strange 1 thought it did with some of its, like, <laughs> stuff in the later episodes, which, again, it's, like, a very layered cut where, like, you, you got to play all Life is Strange 1, then you got to play all this, and you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, but, you know, those who know, know. And I just, I think they, I don't know, I, I was very, it took a while for me to, I think, have the big, like, emotional payoff moments, but I found myself very affected by a lot of the reveals that do happen and just kind of sort of sitting in conversations and being like, oh, man, like, this is what this all means. And then for them to also pair that with, I think, a couple of um, key choices that feel like this is what it's all culminated to, and now I have this decision to make. And what I love about some of the decisions in this is it's so 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 very clearly like there is like there's a decision here where there is no good decision in my opinion and i was like looking at it and i was just like man like 
they really are gonna make me do this and i like i'm like can i walk away can i like finesse my you know can i have a secret super smart gamer solution where like we're all good and like everything's great um but there isn't really that and i and i think they lean into that really beautifully and kind of talk about you know the ramifications of that and what it means and whether or not there was a right thing to do and the fact that there kind of wasn't you know and yeah. like I, I don't know i found it very um moving when it all came to the end um yeah it's just a really beautiful game yeah i agree with that and i think you know to your point of putting the controller down and thinking about the choice uh choices there's so many i shouldn't i don't want to make it seem like there's one giant choice um it was interesting you know what i mean again playing that first full playthrough and usually when i play a game like this that's my playthrough i've always talked about like walking down sure. and climb or whatever but even going back then and i'm like well i want to get some extra trophies i want to see what happens if i do x y and z going back and having to make those other choices and treat certain characters again not the fuck you it's over blah way but even just being like no no i don't think you should i was like oh man like it sucks that it i hurt there's like one section very specifically that in my first playthrough, not knowing what's going on or anything, the character in the game talked me out of making the choice, which just I don't think happens. Where it is mm -hmm. that I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, what about? And they're like, no, blah. And they're like, well, what? I, but, but, and I was like, damn, all right, fine. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? And it was like, that was a real thing of them talking to me through the, you know, character and the story. But like, sure. I then have to go back and do it the other way where I was like, no, I want to see the other way. It sucked turning that person down telling that person no i'm not going to do that i was like oh god and then to get to the ending and make the other choices that i needed that you make if you you know for the branching everything to make the other choices i made that were the opposite of what i made before and the heartbreak in another character it was like damn man like fuck this really worked and hit and like again it's crazy to be here i'm like i can't wait to see how another ending choosing another option is going to go yeah absolutely um yeah, it was just it it was a fun time just I think exploring the the world, like checking in all the details, learning about these different characters, um, establishing the relationships and like digging into I think the ways that again, not with the, without spoiling it, how they played with mechanics this time around in terms of um the supernatural and how that like can impact your playthrough, like how you go about um navigating the world i think it's so cool um it's just a title full of surprises and full of a lot of heart and here's a question i have for you sure do you want oxen free three and then well answer that first and then i'll ask you my other question no and i this is the classic naughty dog last of us conversation where it's like no i don't want an oxen free three but if they did i'm sure i'd play it and be excited for it like it's sure. that kind of thing where it's like I didn't, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I would, again, as somebody who didn't even like connect that much with the first one and has tried several times to restart it, even going as far as to beat this game, then restart it in, with my save. And I'd be like, ah, oh, it ain't clicking. I ain't doing it. Like I didn't want oxen free too. I'm glad it's here. So I'd be, I'm sure I'd be happy if they made an oxen sure. free three. Um, and then do you, wait, what about you? Do you game, want oxen free three? I think I'm in the same boat as you where it's yeah. like, I'd rather get something new, but at the same time, like I was Similar to kind of that Naughty Dog comparisons, the, the damn PS, I love you of it all, right? It's like where it's like, Last of Us 2, like, what else could you do? And then it's like, oh, it's right. And again, I know so it's, that can be a spicy take to some because some people don't like it as much as the first one, which that's fair. Um, but it kind of has that where it's like you wonder how much is left in the world. And then you realize, I think what I've learned from playing like Oxenfree, which is now a franchise, and, and The Last of Us is when you have an, 
interesting enough world and a talented enough team, there are so many stories that you can tell with the same base idea of if you were in the situation where you're confronted in a weird way, both games are kind of about the same thing, right? It's like you're being confronted with humanity, um, that being yourself and then also being other people. And how do you engage with humanity when you're in a dire life circumstance? Like they really, and a lot of games fall and media fall into those tropes, but I think they both, you know, kind of do those really beautifully and masterfully in terms of how they like craft you into that story. Um, my other question for you is, do you think this is going to make, your top 10 list at the end of the year. Wow. It's a packed I, year. I hadn't considered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is the fact that it is such a packed year. I mean, my knee jerk would be no, but I don't have, I think it's because I think it's easier for me to say it's not going to be in my top five. And because then you get out into the weeds of the top 10 and stuff. And like, I don't, sure. I, I don't, I don't off the top of my head have the 10 games that are going to fill that list. Right, so I, right. Currently it would be there, but we know how many games and bangers are still coming out there. And it is, I don't know if this is one that I don't feel like it's a game that has resonated with me the way Walking Dead season one or sure. Life is Strange True Colors did, where it was like I finished those things and I was like, oh, my God, like I was that care. I'm so, oh, my God, Clem, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, and since it's so it's a great one and it's one that I truly enjoyed and I want a platinum and I want to do another run through of and yada, yada, yada. But I don't feel like. I feel like you, you keep saying it's beautiful, and I think that's a great way. To, it's a beautiful game, and it's that thing where it's a beautiful game that I, didn't, I don't think has left a, a, an imprint on sure. me in a way. I think it did a great job of taking a lot of, like to, to what you're talking about, a lot of my personal feelings, thoughts, experiences, right, of, you know, being someone's child you know what i mean being lost at times about what you want to do worrying about your future and what that is going to look like and yada 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 it did a great job of taking those feelings and channeling that into a different experience but i don't feel like it it, was, it like rocked me if that makes sense yeah no i get that i mean it's hard to i think though to to the other side of that argument like we're talking about like the greatest of the greats because like of course, of course. Colors, which again if y'all, I know some of y'all listening and have not played and are into that genre. You got it. It is so stupid good. It is like one of the best like narrative games I've ever played. Like they just snapped on everything. That's like a top five game for me of that year. I think it was like my third or something or fourth. Um, I could see Oxenfree sneaking its way onto my top 10. Um, I feel like it's, it's good enough and it's fresh enough that it's hard to think. Like I'm trying to think of what narrative experience I even had this year that is on par and i'm not quite sure and i'm sure i'm just forgetting something there's so much stuff came out this year and granted like a top 10 it's however you want to make it if you want to make a diverse in genre you can if you don't you can like you just do whatever you want it's your top 10 right but yeah i could see it being in there and it's it's definitely a game that like i unfortunately can see me being like oxen free to lost signals it's really good and everyone being like yeah I'm sure it is. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, please, please believe me. <laughs> no, you got to trust I, me. You got to play it. <laughs> I hate that I can feel that ahead of time, but I just do one. It's a sequel. It's, you know, whenever smaller games have sequels, like the sequel always like, not always, oftentimes people just don't really care. Like think of it like Axiom Verge 2, which I know some people don't like as much as Axiom Verge 1. So it's not the best comparison, but it's like, they're like, oh yeah, that's probably pretty good. Right. And they just don't want to give it the time of day. But if, if you're listening to this, and you're down for story. Even if you're not, I honestly think if you're someone that's just, you find enjoyment in engaging with an intriguing world with mystery, I think you can, unless you like really hate narrative games, 
I think this is one that has a little bit broader appeal, honestly. Like, I think of someone like, you know, my, my boyfriend Isaiah, like, he's not really a big narrative game person, but he's open to it. And I'm like, I think you'd like this game because I think he'd enjoy tinkering with some of the mysteries. You know, and I sure. could be wrong, but, like, I do think it has a little bit of more mass appeal. So I hope that I'm wrong and people in the audience and people, you know, our peers give this the time because... It was really great. Um, one last thing I want to say about it, because I, I feel like we've talked a lot about, like, oh, it's cool. It's got, like, this mystery, and it has all these feelings. I want to also emphasize that this is a game that lets you, like, enjoy the mundane as well. Like, the conversations are not like, what's your childhood trauma? What's your You know, it's not like yeah. that in your face. Like, so many of the conversations are just like, oh, yeah, like hey, did you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I remember doing this. Or, like, I remember having this job in high school. And it was, you know, it's so, like casual and natural and it really does feel you know this game takes place like in the nighttime, and it gets like really late into the night so to the point that it's almost like early in the day depending on when you think right we're into the 1 a.m the 2 a.m's and they show like that time on the screen and things like it definitely has like that like late night pizza co- good conversation with a friend vibe to it 100%. you know they have like this like Oh, in my playthrough, I had, and you know, I don't know how much of this is like, oh, it's in everyone's and, and not. But, like, we had this fun conversation about, like, library book deadlines. And, they, you know, Jacob was like, oh, yeah, they don't have the late fees anymore. Like, I didn't I have that. Say it, but I, yeah, so, exactly. And so he's like, he's talking about the late fees. He's like, I kind of like the late fees. I feel like it, it holds you accountable. And she's like, man, can, what, kids? Can you imagine how hard it, remember how hard it was to get money? You don't want late fees. Like, yeah, but I feel like, and it, and I shit you not, I fucking just barely returned some books because we also got a little rid of late fees. And I was like holding on to my books for like six extra weeks, not having read them. And then she's like, well, now you got to read it because you have all the guilt. And that's just such a real fucking conversation yeah. about nothing that also feels like really wholesome and also allows you to see a window into people in a way that feels so genuine to how real life relationships are. So um yeah it's just it's great in that way but i I just wanted to nod to that because i i don't want people to think that this is like oh this is all ghosts and feelings like it's also just like nothing it's it's, in a cool way yeah exactly it's very much setting off and having that almost not nearly as raunchy right but clerk's dialogue of like Mm -hmm. you're doing something these people are are real people in quotes right and you go through and you do it and it's like it's like getting to know a coworker. Where you are doing a thing, and to your point, you know, the later you get in the night, and the more shit you've gone through, and like the more conversations <laughs> yeah. and like levels you're going to get into. So here's my question for you, Janet. You keep talking about a spoiler cast. Can mm-hmm. I get you for another? Can I? Can we go to five fifteen tonight? Because we could just do yeah. a, one to put up on Patreon for tomorrow mm-hmm. as a Greg way. Yeah. All right, then there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We think Oxenfree Two Lost Signals is a great game. A four out of five unanimously here on the kind of funny scale. Um. Right now, uh, we're going to end this games cast. Janet and I are going to keep on yakking, though. You can catch that on patreon.com slash kind of funny as a Greg way. Tomorrow's Greg way on Wednesday, the 12th, will be a little mini, I mean, 20, 10 minute, 20 minute spoiler cast uh, okay. about uh, what's going on and what we thought of in our top things. Save it for when you get there. Don't you have to rush in there. It doesn't go bad. You don't, nobody's going to take it and shout it out in the comments, so you're fine. It'll be over there. Come get it when you get it. It's over on patreon.com it slash kind of funny. after a week or anything? No, not at all. Oh. 
don't know. Oh, it doesn't rot when it's left out in the sun? No. Oh. Remember, it's almost scary how long it lasts. It's like, should I even be eating this? It's like it a McDonald's expire? French fry. Yeah. Kind of yeah. mm-hmm. Ladies but, and no. gentlemen, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Remember, each and every week, four, sometimes two, best friends come together to talk about all the things they love and sometimes don't love in video games. You can get the games cast on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and, of course, podcast services around the globe. However, consider going to patreon.com slash kind of funny, which keeps the mics and lights on and keeps all 11 of us independent. Of course, over there, you can get all the shows ad-free. You can usually watch us record them live. You could get the daily content that is Greg Way and will be a spoiler cast for Oxenfree 2 momentarily. But until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.